Hi, this is Kevin McCullough. Thanks for listening to the Christian Outlook podcast, where we cover today's issues from a perspective that honors your Christian faith. Our podcast is brought to you through a partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I trust you'll enjoy. One of the things that happens, this happens in any election, is that people who are running for office or people who are promoting different things that are propositions on the ballot, for example, they will promote them with a certain spin that often is very inaccurate or designed to fool you into voting one way or another. There's a lot of different ways that happens. And early voting makes it even worse because you don't often hear both sides of an argument until late October, and by then you've already voted. Maybe half the audience has already voted. Well, we don't want to do that. We want to be on the ball, and this is very important where we have some very important issues on the ballot. Proposition 1 is being presented as an amendment to the California Constitution that would simply codify California's current laws related to abortion, but this is not correct. That's what's being said It is not correct. It's a big deal. We want you to understand what Proposition 1 actually does. And with me to help explain this is Pastor Jack Hibbs. Jack Hibbs is the senior and founding pastor of Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, and the host of Real Life Radio. Pastor Jack, thanks for joining us today on Southern California Live. Listen, Scott, thanks for having me. And I want to commend you for your boldness, because uh, this particular uh, effort to stop Prop 1 has struck a nerve. And... um, So I'm grateful for you. Well, thank you, Jack. I'm thankful for what you're doing. Hey, Jack, help us understand this, because in some way, this is not your typical pro-life versus pro-choice argument, is it? No, it's not, Scott. And as I'm going to explain it right now, there is a high probability of your listeners not believing it. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that up front right now. And how do I know this? Because the more pastors I talk to— the greater reach that we have in California. In fact, I I was late getting to you a moment ago because I was just on a national broadcast regarding Prop 1, and they can't believe it. And here it is. That Gavin Newsom and his uh, Democrat majority in Sacramento, they anticipated the Roe v. Wade being overturned, and they were not going to wait around and, and get caught off guard. So what they did is they crafted quite a while ago, Scott, what is now known as Proposition 1. So in other words, they were gearing up to enshrine uh, this act. And I'm, I'm not even calling it abortion. It's abortion plus. How about that? Abortion plus. Yeah, because I think people need to understand, right, that they're what they're saying is they're just codifying existing law, but that's not true. You're exactly correct. This is what it is. It's abortion, uh, not only up until birth, but it's also known as birthday abortion. You say, what does that mean? On the day of the baby's birth, the baby can still be denied life. And here's what they've learned. And you you may remember this. In AB 2223, mm-hmm. uh, the Democrat legislature got busted in Sacramento. I led 3,000 people at the steps there uh, making this public. That um, perinatal, this particular abortion, this stuff, perinatal means infanticide. And the Democrat Party told us, no, it doesn't. Right. Well, lo and behold, it did. Well, they got too much in the details, Scott, in 2223. So what they did with Prop 1, now the devil is not in the details. They've left it very vague so that the mother can decide to exterminate the child's life even after birth. Here it comes, everybody. Listen for it. And this Proposition 1 has passed, 
ties the hands of law enforcement. There can be no investigation, and there can and there does not have to be a coroner's report filed if a child is found dead seven days after birth, twelve days after birth, three hours after birth. There's no accountability whatsoever. It is literally hard to believe. No state in our nation's history has ever had the gall to do what Newsom and his people are doing now with Prop 1. It is, uh, you know, you talk about it being hard to believe, and there are medical journals' writings about post-abortion, post-birth abortion, okay? There is the idea that basically any any child that is, any reason for abortion before birth is the same reasons still apply even after birth, up to, you know, 30 days or something, uh, maybe even longer. This is not some weird fringe internet group of people. This is actually discussed in medical journals. How does Prop 1 in enshrine late-term abortions like you're describing? Um, because they're saying it doesn't. They're saying it just codifies existing California law. Existing California law says that once the child is viable, which is around 24 weeks, a late-term abortion cannot be done except for life of the mother or extreme circumstances. Yeah, so Scott, you know this well. When Roe v. Wade was overturned, did it change the abortion laws of California? Not at it all. It did not. Not at all. Roe v. Wade had nothing to do, didn't apply in California because we were a state that was already wired that way. So what's going on right now is the question should be asked by every thinking Californian. Why why codify, why amend the state constitution and enshrine forever abortion to the extreme, abortion plus, birthday abortion? Why? What's the deal? What's going on? What is the agenda? And so just yesterday, I think, correct me, Scott, if I'm wrong, I've been traveling, uh, but I think yesterday Newsom signed something like 11 or 12 uh, bills into law that um, all have to do with abortion and uh, what they call productive rights. That's right, right? Right. reproductive rights. There were 12 12 or 13, I think, yesterday. Yeah, doesn't that sound nice, reproductive rights? Gee, who's... Who's not, who's not for reproductive rights, right. well, for crying out loud? It means anything but that. That's what Californians need to wake up about. And I'm afraid, Scott, that they just don't see it. I don't know what our problem is, but the the words and the crafting of these bills, and it's going to appear on the ballot where, oh, that's nice. Maybe I should vote yes on that, when in reality you are actually doing the opposite of a biblical worldview. God says Speak up for those who have no voice to those who are destined to be crushed. I mean, think of that. Isaiah chapter 10, verse 1 says, Woe unto those who craft uh, laws that bring mayhem upon the people. This is it. So the only thing that we can do, Scott, is what you and I need to shout from the rooftop, vote no on Prop 1. Go to stopprop1.com. StopProp1.com. Find out everything you can. Tell your friends. Show them videos. But this is something where if pastors and Christians don't get with it and, and, and do righteousness now regarding this, you said it, nine days away, ten days away, we're going to start voting. That's right. My goodness, Scott, if we lose this opportunity to do righteousness, I fear with Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson said... I fear that the wrath of God will not sleep forever. I don't know what's going to happen if pastors don't speak up from every pulpit in this state 
regarding Prop 1. I think people need to understand the truth, including pastors who, you know, when it's being presented as we're just codifying California law, which is what's typically presented, you feel like, well, we're we're not going to win this vote and it won't really change anything. But I think people need to understand that there are a lot of things that this implicates. But the biggest thing is, in fact, most Californians actually don't agree with what's being proposed. Up to 80 percent of Californians, even pro-choice liberal Democrats, do not agree with late-term abortions. <laughs> they do not agree. They think that that is the evil. I mean, people will we have agreement actually in the state. And what I think is happening, right, is that they're pushing something on our state and pretending they're not doing that, but they are something that we would not vote for if it was clear. Well, Scott, thank you very much, because you just quoted our own Rasmussen poll that we did not too long ago. And you're right. Just over 79 percent of uh, voters, that's Democrat or Republican, now remember, you got to remember, in California, 79% of the voter is heavily Democrat. That's correct. The Democrats, the voting Democrat uh, citizens said, wait a minute, that's too far. Prop 1 is too extreme. When it was explained to them in the Rasmussen poll that we commissioned, 79% of California voters said, no way. That's right. And I think that's something for, for churches or people who are in favor of life, to be able to say, even to their, their pro-choice friends, to say, hey, this is not about legalizing abortion. This is about ending the life of children in the last trimester up to the point of birth. And you're not for that, are you? Like, where do we—I think it's an opportunity for us to say, where are we going to draw this line? Isn't this a place we can all agree to draw the line? And I, I think that's a big deal for our state right now, and we need to know that's what this is about. Well, Scott, again, I so appreciate you because think of the jurisdiction of your broadcast right now. Think of the reach that your show has. And and, and Los Angeles is one of the epicenters, supposedly, of the big Democrat vote, right? You've got got San Francisco, you've got Oakland, you've got uh, San Diego, you've got Los Angeles, which is massive. So here's the deal. If, if a Democrat's listening right now or if somebody knows a Democrat, you've got to bring this up to them about Prop 1, and you've got to ask them. It's okay. If you want to be a Democrat, it's a free country. But do you think this is right? Do you think that killing a baby at the time of birth is acceptable? And then not only, not only that, but to then make it the law. Mm-hmm. Are you really okay with that? And if people go and vote, if they just go out and vote one issue, and it's this one, Hey, we'll take it. I think God might I think God might show mercy. I think God might step in. I think God always moves with a few, but this is something where we've got a benefit, as you so rightly pointed out, nearly eighty percent of people think it's wrong. Here's my passion, Scott. Will you please people go and vote? Will you register to vote? Will you go and vote? Will you start voting now? And here's the deal. People are saying, Scott, to me, Pastor Jack, I'm with you all the way, but the cheat is so big in California, my vote won't count. Well, guess what? Let's say it is. I'm not going to say it is, but let's just say it is. If everybody got out and voted, no matter how big the cheat would be, they can't stop when the vote is that big. That's right. If, if everybody did the right thing by voting, there is nobody that can cheat enough to pull it off. That's right. We would win. Righteousness would prevail. Babies would be saved. And God might smile 
once again, maybe on California if we did the right thing. Proposition 1 is being presented as an amendment to the California Constitution that would simply codify California's current laws related to abortion, but this is not true. It, and uh, many newspapers, and we, we've talked about people on the left and people who might normally vote in favor of abortion candidates, that they are even asking questions. Why didn't you include these restrictions on late-term abortions, on viability, on things that are already in liberal California left-wing law? Why, why do you think those things, Jack, were not included? It seemed like a simple thing to do, an easy argument to make. Oh, we're just codifying current law. Why did they leave it out? I think they left it out because they've got an agenda that uh, is is one that for them vagueness is power because they have such a stronghold on these positions of power that they have figured in their minds that for them to enshrine this, they don't want people to find out about it. They don't want people to know about it. And so let's make it as vague as possible because we already know how we're going to interpret this. And we'll we'll spin it to the people as though it's palatable and it's just and it's just codifying our present day laws, when in reality that's not true. And right. you said it right; they are lying, and they do not. They're, look, they're banking on you not questioning their statement. They're banking on you trusting them. And if we look under the hood. We're going to find out that it's rat infested and something's got to be done about it. So this is a tremendous it's, it's not just politics in California. Um, it's almost as a, a sleight of hand. A magician's act is what we're looking at in the presentation of Prop 1. Yeah. And, you know, I, I went to the to the yes side and check, checked it out to see if they even address it. And they do have one statement about it. Current law mentions time constraints for an abortion. This is what they say, but Prop Prop 1 does not. Why? And this is what they say. They say that viability, which is what the state law says. Now, if you look anywhere, anywhere in California law, anywhere what people say, viability is 24 weeks. It's, it's very well established. They say it's yeah. very complex. It's different for each pregnancy. It's best to be evaluated in the context of a trusted relationship, parent mm-hmm. and clinician. And then they say we must all work to combat misinformation and disinformation about reproductive health care, not abortion, because I don't want to say that word. Uh, statements about, and then they say abortion until birth are unscientific and crafted to polarize and politicize the conversation about abortion. What people need to understand is this is abortion up until birth. That's exactly what it is. It's not convoluted. It's not complex. That's what this is. Yeah, it's amazing. I love how you put that because, number one, to start out with, they're muddying up the water. But the funny thing is their argument uh, when they say it's not this, well, that's exactly what it is. Right. And they're saying that it's what hilarious. You, and they're saying and you're spreading misinformation. And, you know, that's the, the key thing today. Right. Isn't it? Uh, well, we want to well, be. You know, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because. For them, the truth is misinformation. Isn't it amazing? The Bible says in the last days, good will be evil, evil evil will be good, light will be dark, dark will be light. Well, for them, oh, that's misinformation. When you talk to them, it doesn't even equate to them. When you, when you speak or debate the issue with them, uh, they, are, they will accuse me of the very thing that they're doing, but they don't see it on them when they wear it. 
Well, there's the projected. It's absolutely yeah. remarkable, convoluted thinking. Well, we've said a lot on this program that these things that really don't make a lot of sense, it's because it is spiritual. And this Amen. is a, this is an attack. This is a spiritual attack. And we need to look at it that way and have compassion on people who are deceived. And, right. and realize that the they that you're talking about in California is actually a very small number. And we... We need to understand that we can clarify what is accurate and ask Californians to draw a line, even people who are completely pro-choice and have always been on that side, to really say, do you really believe that for any reason at all, uh, an unborn child can be, can, the life can be taken away right up until the moment of birth? Do you really believe that for any reason, not life, not extreme reasons, but just because I decided I don't want to have a baby anymore? Well, I, I tell you, brother, well said. And um, on our staff at church, we've got a beautiful family who their baby was born at 22 weeks. Mm, and yes. that baby was, was one of the miracles, you know, the, that's a, that 22 weeks, 23 weeks. That's insane. That little guy now is running around church. He's five years old. And he's absolutely perfect. Me, on the other hand, I'm 64 years old, but I, I'm a survivor of a failed abortion. And so people might say, well, you know, that's, you weren't viable. Well, wait a minute, viable to who? My dad didn't want me, and my mom was terrified to keep me. So who determines what viable is? Right. I, I, thought, I thought we lived in an age when, when a 22-week-old kid could be born. He's the size of a Barbie doll, and that kid can survive? Who determines viability but God only? And that's the problem. People are stepping in, and they're pretending to be a god and make determinations for this great state, but we the people must know science, we must know what is ethical, and we must know what's biblical. And we just need to act on that trinity of truth. And, Scott, if we do that, I think God's going to honor our efforts to do the right thing. But God help us if we sit silent. Jack, another side of this, and in just the last uh, minute or two here we've got, is that California is also, and we're the only state, I believe, doing this, of 49. We are moving to um, bring people from other states where abortions might be restricted. Mm -hmm. All states, I think, they're restricted in this way, okay, Um, Mm -hmm. to come here and have abortions where taxpayers will pay for it, although we might be reimbursed by insurance and other things. What's the motive for that? Why, why would taxpayers pay for people to have uh, these abortions done in our state? Yeah, well, number one, you're talking about SB 107. Number two, if taxpayers knew what Sacramento was doing with SB 107, they probably wouldn't allow it. That's right. And SB 107 is this. Now, again, Scott, your, your listeners are going to think I'm nuts. If this bill passes in California, it's sitting on the governor's desk. If it sits long enough, it automatically goes into law. So here's the deal. If there's a 14-year-old girl, 14-year-old girl in Louisiana, she's pregnant, or she wants to have a gender alteration procedure, either surgically or by hormones, she wants to become a boy, she can run away from home without parental consent. She can leave home. She can get on a Greyhound bus or an airplane. California, I'll pay for it. Scott and I, we're going to pay for it. She's going to be put up here in the state she's going to go through her process while her parents are calling the fbi trying to find out where their daughter is and she'll be in california having hormonal replacement to become a boy or or something else genital mutilation or surgery and 
Who in this state has ever thought that California or any state would pass a law that would reach its tentacles with its murderous agenda into 49 other states to tell a kid, hey, you want to, do you want to come to California? Yeah. It won't cost you a dime. Just sneak out of the house. Your parents don't need to know. This, this is above and beyond parental notification. You don't have to say a word to them. Come on, we'll take care of you. There this are, is insane. This is insane. But this is this is going on. There is a attack on parents in all kinds of different uh, realms and different subjects. And maybe Jack will have you on another time to talk about uh, those issues a little bit further. People in California, if you're a voter, you're going to get your ballot in the mail in nine days or thereabouts. You'll be able to vote right away. Do not, do not just toss that thing aside or think my vote doesn't count. It does count. There's no excuse for not voting in California right now. And if you're not registered, you can register all the way up till the 24th of October. Please do that. Uh, Jack, for for Prop 1, for people maybe who just tuned in, can we explain it again just just very simply what does a yes vote mean for Prop 1? What does a no vote mean for Prop 1? And why are we asking people to vote no? Yes enshrines in the California state constitution that a baby can be murdered after birth, up to and after birth, undesignated time after birth. A no vote will kill it. A no vote sends a message where our state constitution will not be amended so that we do not enshrine abortion murder into our state law. And you can find out more about that and let everybody know by going to stopprop1, the number one, dot com. Stopprop1.com. And if people who think that this is too far, and clearly our reputation pulls this, so uh, you must vote, as Scott is saying. You've got to register. You've got to vote. Don't sit it out. Don't sit this one out. Right. This is for everything. And you need to know, even if you're pro-choice, you're on that side, and no vote doesn't end abortion. It just keeps it the same as it right. is, and it keeps restrictions on the late-term abortions as they are currently in our state, and you need to know that. Pastor Jack Hibbs, thank you for being on our program today on Southern California Live. Thanks for what you're doing, my friend. Thank you, Scott. Thanks for listening to Christian Outlook. Our program is coming to you today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you enjoy our podcast, take a moment and tell a friend to subscribe today.